Bhagavad Tam show again. <laughs> so uh, we'll begin by chanting the Bhagavad Tam mantra. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. So, uh, today we're going to be reading from uh, First Canto, Chapter One. Sorry, Chapter Two. First Canto, Chapter Two, Text Twenty Two. So let's go. Atovai kavyo nityam bhaktiṃ paramayamuda vasudeve bhagavad. So, uh, this verse begins with the word ato or ataha, which means therefore. And it begins with this word therefore, therefore indeed, actually, ato vai, therefore indeed, because uh, for several verses before this, Sutta Goswami is explaining the extraordinary benefits of bhakti yoga, um, that it destroys illusion and by doing that it takes away all of our unhappiness it gives us uh the greatest pleasure it gives us uh perfection of life liberation so after explaining all the extraordinary benefits of bhakti yoga to krishna uh sutta says therefore indeed atovai kavayo nityam bhaktin Therefore, uh, the sages, the kavis, the learned sages, paramayamuda, uh, which means with supreme pleasure, with the greatest pleasure, uh, the sages render or offer always, always, constantly devotional service to Vasudev, Bhagavati, uh, to Lord Vasudev, and that devotion, that devotional service is Atma Prasadanim. It sanctifies, purifies the soul. It makes the soul very happy, blissful, spiritually satisfied. This, of course, is the same word as the word Prasada. So Atma Prasadanim means that it, it brings mercy to the soul. It brings happiness. It brings a state of grace to the soul. And so, therefore, uh, all the sages, the actually people who are really learned, they always offer devotional service with the greatest pleasure. They do it with the greatest pleasure to Lord Vasudev. So the next verse says, now we're going to begin an, an explanation of the uh, other options, which are not really that good. So uh, he's going to explain now why other people do other things. Why don't people simply worship Krishna? So satong rajastama iti prakritir gunas. It begins with a simple statement that uh, goodness, passion, and ignorance, uh, these are the modes of nature. Entire yukta and connected to them, connected to these modes. In other words, someone who is absorbed in goodness, passion, or ignorance, uh, 
युक्त परत्पुरुष एक so actually speaking about Krishna, here when it says yukta, it's not talking about Krishna being in the modes, but the word yukta here connected means that the modes of nature, when we're speaking about Krishna, are his energy, and therefore he engages his own energy, uh, the Parakpurusha, the Supreme Person, Eka, alone. He does this alone. And the reason the word Eka is given here, that Krishna does this alone, is because superficially it's done by uh, Lord Brahma and Lord Vishnu and Lord Shiva. So it appears that three people are actually managing these modes of nature. But the Bhagavatam says, actually, it's really just one person, the Supreme Person alone, who iha, in this world, asya dhate stityade, taking the names or engaging the different forms or names of uh, Hari, Lord Hari, Krishna, Virinshi, Brahma, and Hara, Lord Shiva, for stityade. Uh, for maintenance, creation, and annihilation. Adi in Sanskrit uh, literally means beginning or original or the first, as in Adi Purusha. And so an Adi is put at the end of a Sanskrit compound. It, that's how you say etc. So when there's a well-known group, just like in English, you can say maintenance, etc. In fact, uh, Prabhupada does use the word etc. Because, so stiti, stiti means maintenance. And stitiadi means the group, the well-known group, whose first, that begins with stiti. So what is the well-known group that begins with stiti? It's stiti, maintenance, creation, and annihilation. So that's just, and so for maintenance, creation, and annihilation, Krishna takes on the designations of Hari or Vishnu, Brahma and Shiva to get the job done. And he empowers, of course, Brahma and Shiva to do their work, but actually Krishna is doing everything. Just like, for example, we are doing many things, but actually Krishna, as he says in the Gita, he's giving us knowledge from within our heart. Krishna is giving us the energy to move our bodies. And so really, in a sense, Krishna is acting through us of course, if someone is materialistic, Krishna is acting through that person, but to facilitate what that person wants to do. For example, you can, as an act of will, you can desire or choose to lift your arm. And we don't actually have the power to do that because under certain circumstances, we cannot lift our arm. For example, if our arm is tied down or if we are in some heavy gravity atmosphere where you just can't lift your arm because there's too much gravity or because of an injury or or whatever. So when even a simple thing like lifting your arm, when you're able to do it, it's because Krishna empowers you to do it. And of course, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Nadatekasachitpava, I don't uh, take responsibility for what you do because even though I'm facilitating it, even though I provide the power for you to actually do things, 
but it's your choice. It's actually your choice, and therefore you are responsible, not me. But here, Krishna says that, so we have these three functions of maintenance, creation, and annihilation. It's really being done by Krishna, even though uh, creation and annihilation he does through Brahman Shiva, but still, there are these three options, these three activities. In, and, and of course, the three modes of nature, passion, the mode of passion, uh, brings about creation and mode of goodness, maintenance, and ignorance, uh, destroying things. So then the Bhagavatam says, Shayangsi Tatra, that among these three functions, among these three gods that people might worship, Brahma, Vishnu, or Shiva, among the three modes of nature, and there are three functions, Tatra, among all these, uh, Shayansi, Tatra, Kalu, Sattva, Tanor, Nirnansi, If you want to get really the good things of life, that's kind of what it means, literally, Shayansi. If you want to get the really good things, if you want, if you want a life which is actually beneficial, which is healthy, which will make you happy and put you on the right path, to achieve ultimate, uh, the ultimate benefit of life, then you have to worship what is called here the sattva tanu, sattva tanur. You have to worship the form of goodness, which is Vishnu. So even though there are these three functions and three modes of nature, uh, and even though sometimes we are passionate or ignorant, ultimately, if you want the good things of life, you have to focus on goodness and the God of goodness, who is Vishnu, and ultimately Krishna. So that's what that verse says. So having glorified bhakti yoga and explained all the benefits of bhakti yoga, uh, someone could say, well, what about other forms of worship? And then the Bhagavatam just wrapped that up. It just said, well, you know, it's not really going to give you what you want. So then the Bhagavatam continuing talking about these modes of nature. Partiva daruno dumas tasmaragnis chayimaya. This gives sort of an evolutionary model. I don't mean, you know, blind evolution, but how Krishna has created a process by which things gradually evolve from ignorance to goodness. So the, this verse says, Partiva Daruno. From uh, wood, from wood, Daru, from wood, which is Partiva. It's an earthly element, pretty, uh, it's the earthly element. It is an, an earthly element. So from the earthly element, wood, dumas, there's smoke. So what's being described here is someone starting a fire. And so if you, you know, if you don't just say throw in some kerosene in a match, if you do it the old fashioned way where you rub fire sticks together, then first you get smoke as, as the wood is heating up. So it said here, Partiva Dharno, from the earthly substance of wood, Dumas, you get smoke, Dumas, smoke. And then Tasmat, from that smoke, Agni, you get fire, Traimaya, and with fire, you can actually carry out Vedic injunctions by performing fire sacrifice. So the point is, the wood itself is not going to give you all the benefits of the Vedas, but as the wood uh, starts to produce smoke, it evolves, and then from the, and then after that fire comes, then you've got something with 
which you can actually perform a powerful beneficial activity, namely a Vedic sacrifice. So that's the analogy. So it said, Tamasas to, uh, indeed from the mode of ignorance, which is here compared to wood, because wood is not intelligent, it's just wood. It's like in English, if someone's not very bright, they say it's a woodhead or something like, I think people say that. You know, that's the idea. Do people actually say that? Woodhead. What do they do now? It's now been launched into the universe today, and you were there. You actually saw it. Anyway, so from the mode of ignorance, because it's just like the wood, then you get passion, which is like the smoke, and then tasmat from that, sattva, the mode of goodness, jidbramadarshana. And in that mode of goodness, you can see the absolute truth. That's the idea. Just like you get wood, just, you know, you can't do a sacrifice of wood, but then you rub the fire station, you get smoke, then fire, and then with fire, you're really in business. You can really do something with the fire. You can do sacrifice, you can cook, and so on. So in the same way, uh, from the mode of ignorance, you get passion, and then finally goodness, and with the mode of goodness, you have the intelligence, the vision, and the desire to pursue the absolute truth, try to understand and ultimately see the absolute truth. So again, it's another verse urging us to work in the mode of goodness and work for Krishna, not in the lower modes. Then it said, Bheji um, Day, which is like, you know, Bhajanam worship, Bheji Day means they worshiped. Past tense. Beji re gre. So the, this verse says agre, which literally means in the past. And the sense of agre is sort of like, you know, in ancient times or in the past. The sages, the munis, worshipped Bhagavantam, the Lord Adhoksajam, the Lord Adhoksajam. The sages in the past worshipped Lord Adhoksajam. And Satang Vishudhang Shemaya Kalpante Jainutaniha. So Jainutaniha, uh, those who follow those sages, those who follow those sages, Kalpante become eligible or become qualified to achieve Satang Vishudham, purified goodness. In other words, the spiritual platform. So in the past, the great sages worshipped the Lord at Hoxaja, and those who follow those sages become qualified uh, to or achieve, become qualified for the real benefit of life, which is pure, purified goodness, the spiritual platform. That is kshema. That is our real security. People want security. Therefore, we want money. We want to live in a you know, safe neighborhood. And, and so on and so forth. Some people think for security they need gun rights. They need to have lots of guns. That's an American uh, thing. So, although actually most people want stricter gun laws in America. So, um, real security comes on the spiritual platform because when you realize you're an eternal soul, you actually become invulnerable because you realize you are invulnerable, you're an eternal soul. So that's what that verse says. Again, promoting the mode of goodness. Um, There's a third verse now that's urging us to be in goodness and in goodness to worship Krishna. Not goodness without Krishna. This is not atheistic goodness. 
it's theistic, it's Krishna conscious goodness. So we've had three verses now promoting that Krishna conscious goodness. And then another verse actually, you know, talking about the modes, it said, Mamukshavo, uh, those who desire liberation, those who want to be free. I mean, who wants to be a slave? I don't know, maybe some people. Nietzsche talks about some people have a slave mentality. They want to just, they don't want to be free. But this verse says, Mamukshavo, those who want to be free, Goda Rupan, Hitwa Patinata. Uh, those who want to be free, who want liberation, reject uh, literally the ghastly forms, the frightening forms. Like some people watch monster movies or zombie movies. Do people still watch zombie movies? I guess everyone can't be intelligent. Anyway, so some people are actually attracted to those things. You know, they want to see horrible, frightening, they go, they, they go and pay money to go to a movie just so they can be scared, you know, and frightened. It's like, here's my money, please scare me. So, welcome to the material world. So those who want to be free, who want liberation, they reject these ghastly forms, which are bhuta patin, uh, sort of, uh, forms of minor gods who are the lords of ghosts. Of course, Lord Shiva is also Lord of ghosts, and he's a very major demigod. But still, Buddha, Buddha in this sense means ghosts or uh, ethereal beings, and Patin, the lords of those ghosts. So those who want liberation reject those frightening forms. Narayana Kalakshanta Bajantiyana Suyava. Those who are free of envy worship the um, peaceful expansions of Narayan. They're Shanta. They're, they're serene and peaceful. And those who are not envious worship those, worship Vishnu. Now, what's the connection here? Why is it that if you're not envious, you reject zombie movies or, you know, zombie worship or, or worshiping the lords of ghosts or the lords of, you know, whatever. Why is it, if you're free of envy, you reject these things? Well, there's one simple answer, and that is, if you think about zombie movies or ghosts, you know, and spirits and, and the lords of those ghosts, someone always gets messed up. I mean, a zombie movie wouldn't be a zombie movie if someone didn't, like, die a horrible death, screaming in agony with, you know, blood and other... Uh, biological ingredients. So, so if you think about it, something is frightening because it's dangerous. And it wouldn't really be dangerous if the scary being never actually hurts anybody. Like if no one ever gets hurt, it stops being scary. And so the idea is that if you're not envious, if you are a well-wisher of all living beings, you're not so attracted to stories where someone really gets torn into little pieces or eaten by a cyclops or something like that. So if you're free of envy, then uh, you want everyone to be happy. And everyone doesn't end up happy in zombie or monster movies, at least not the ones I saw. Can't say I saw all of them. <laughs> so... It's still continuing this discussion, actually, the modes of nature. There's another verse here. 
talking about the modes of nature. And this is the last one, maybe we'll end here. And then after all these verses on the modes of nature, uh, next class, it's gonna start with a very, very powerful two verses, which explain that the real point is Krishna. So this last three modes of nature verse in this particular section, Rajasthama Prakritya, those who have, whose nature is passionate and ignorant. Samashila and do behave accordingly. In other words, talking about people, prakriti as a plural of prakriti, their nature is rajas tamas, their nature is passion and ignorance, and sama, shila, and their behavior is the same. Sama means the same. Their behavior is the same. But janti vai, they actually worship Peter, Bhuta, Prajeshadin, uh, the forefathers, and uh, ghosts, and uh, the Prajapadis, the Prajeshas, etc. So they're uh, they're not really lucid. They're not clear-headed about this because they're con because some people their consciousness is clouded by passion and ignorance, and they behave in passion and ignorance. Therefore, they worship passionate, ignorant manifestations. Uh, they don't and Sri Aishwarya Prajapsava because they desire to get nice children and um, Aishwarya, actually the word Aishwarya comes from the word Ishwara. So lordship, or it's also translated opulence, Aishwarya, and uh, Shriya, um, opulence. So they want wealth, they want power, and they want to have lots of children or they want to have descendants. In other words, they want to start a dynasty. They, they, they want to show that not only myself, but my followers and descendants, uh, my family is the best family. That's the idea. So uh, that's the people in the modes of passion and ignorance. And that wraps up that section, talking about the alternative to Krishna consciousness, which is actually not at all a good alternative. That's the point. They should really stick with Krishna. So uh, next time we will, after having explained and rejected this life, material life really, material life, life in the modes of nature, um, the Bhagavatam Sutta Goswami will explain what real life is. Real life is all centered around Krishna. So I'm going to see very quickly if they are, are there any uh Thank you all for listening. Uh, don't see any questions. So uh, I guess that'll do it for today. So thank you all very much for listening and uh, hopefully we will see you next Sunday. Hare Krishna.